Hey, welcome to this episode of the Cycling Chats podcast with myself, Kofi, the founder of Ryan for Unity. In this episode, recorded on the 4th of September 2020, I got to talk to multi award winning DJ, producer, broadcaster Jonathan Joseph, aka DJ Spoonie, um, who played a massive part in the soundtrack to my youth. Um, fascinating to hear his journey on the bike, which had really exploded since May 2020 when he, he took to the bike in earnest. I'm not a man to do things by halves, as you'll get to hear. We talked about life, cycling, inspiring those that you've never even met, um, and much more in between. So enough from me. Hope you enjoyed this episode again as much as I did. Hello, sir. How you go? I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. My fingers were like, ah, I can't make this thing work. I can't make it work. So, <laughs> sure when you, but thanks so much for joining. You're looking, you're looking radiant. Radiant. Thank you. Good, good lighting. Always, always good. Just I can hear you fine. Can you see me? Because you know sometimes it does a thing and the head sort of cuts off. Am I fully in the picture? Well, I've got you properly up to your eyebrows. Okay, may I shuffle back a little bit and then Thank get my phone. Tilt your camera back a little tad. How's that? Yeah, I've got most of your head now. Okay, that's that's probably oh, enough. That's enough good. Going on. That's good. It's, actually, going on. it's it's a good it's a good head shape, so you're you're okay. I'm trying to be like you, right? Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So we've got a few people joining and, and tuning in, which is which is amazing. So how's your how's your day been? Um, my day's day's been good. Alarm went off at six o'clock at uh, quarter to seven. I was on the bike and yeah, done a little bit of exercise this morning. I've had a few meetings and now I am um, just slowly getting ready for a live stream tonight and um, dj volatile perhaps helping me out tonight so he's already in the lab just making sure everything's uh nice and sexy for eight o'clock eight o'clock brilliant well i definitely want to be talking more about that as we go through but as we're we're three minutes past the um hour so a lot to ca- catch up on um if i just do a brief introduction of myself and then maybe I'll turn over to you to do the same thing would that be cool yeah absolutely Grand. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining on this Friday afternoon. My name is Kofi. Um, for those of you who don't know me and just happen across this because DJ Spoonie is going to be on here. Um, I'm the founder of Ride for Unity. Um, and the ethos of Ride for Unity really is that um, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, uh, together we love bikes, together we ride bikes. And, and it really has uh, an appreciation for the fact that as cyclists, we come in all different shapes, sizes, sexes, and of course, shades. So the, this cycling chat series is really an extension of that idea. And it's to showcase the stories of a diverse range of cyclists from the recreational through to the racer. Um, with the idea that, look, if, if Abby Dentist can do it, if Viola Babawali can do it, if DJ Spoonie can do it, if Rory Townsend can do it, then, then, you know, why can't you just get on the bike and start to enjoy yourself? Or if you already do, then maybe you're inspired to do a bit more. So. Enough from me. That's right for unity. That's what it's about. Um, I hand over to to my guest and, and my pal. Can I call you my pal? Because I'd love to call you my pal. Of course you can. I'm officially your pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my pal, uh, DJ Spoonie. So over to you to give us a, a big bio of, of who you are and what you're about. Really nice. You made that look so easy. Um, so let me try. I'm a DJ Spoonie, professional DJ, broadcaster, presenter, um, member of the Dream Team lover of football, lover of music, and now a lover of cycling. Turned full-time professional about 23 years ago. Um, 
I was working in the job centre for seven years, helping people get into work. Then I went to work for a company that um, fixed Apple Mac computers, as they were then. And no, I didn't buy any shares in the company, which is uh, one of life's great fails. <laughs> you imagine. Um, and, uh, and then, like I said, embarked on a, this professional DJ career that, if I'm completely honest, at the time I said, if it only lasts one year and I go back to doing a nine to five, then I'll be delighted. So uh, I'm quite happy with the way that things have gone since then. I've been really fortunate in my career, DJ, you know, all over the world, um, some private gigs for some unbelievable A-listers. But really just fortunate that I get up every morning and being able to look forward to the day and what the day is going to bring, whether that's DJing, um, whether that's on a radio or whether that's my newest love, uh, getting out on a bicycle. So uh, that's yeah, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, just thank you for that. That's a really great synopsis and summary of what you've done. And I think you, people underestimate the the longevity that you've had in the game because, in my mind, it's been over three decades that you've been um, gracing our airwaves. And I think it's probably fair to say that you're like the modern day Pied Piper, like where Spoony plays. No. No Pied Piper talk. No Pied Piper talk. No Pied Piper. I'll take that back. But what I did want to say... The connotations are too deep with Pied Piper talk. Fair enough. We'll scratch that. We'll go back. But what I did want to say is if for anyone that doubted this, I'm going to show you something that I dug up that I found, which I don't know if you can see this on here. Do you recognise this? One of the original tape packs. It's got your name here, the Dream Team Spoonie. If anyone knows about tape packs, maybe drop us a little thumbs up or some appreciation. Now, in here, I do still have some tapes. Um, and do play them from time to time. And it's amazing. Um, so I just want to say from for me and for all the other garage heads out there that got into it before when you were part of the Dream Team or still are part of the Dream Team, yeah, thank you for all that you've done there. So that's great. Um, so... I thought, if it's all right with you, I want to make this interactive because it's an opportunity for people to get to know you, speak to you. Yeah. It's a chat amongst us, but if they yeah. want to jump, jump in. We've got some thumbs up here. Carly says yes. She knows about the tape pack. Anna Lee knows about the tape pack. Well, it's happening. I just wanted to say, if anyone wants to ask any questions, want to send us some encouragement, I think you press something, then some hearts flow. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take Cool. Bobby, thank you. So a few people know about the tape pack, so that's good. Um, so... Following your social media closely, um, like I have been for a little while now, it feels like you've recently been bitten pretty badly by the cycling bug. Um, so could you just share a bit with us as to like when you started cycling? Because it, it seems recent, like I said. To continue that bug analogy, not only have I been bitten by the bug, I've fully got the virus. I've been laid up in hospital for about three months and showing no, <laughs> and showing no signs of recovery. Oh, that's so, brilliant. That's brilliant. I was, um, like, during lockdown, I started running and keeping myself fit and got to quite a decent level of fitness. I was quite happy with the times that I was running. And then on the last run that I did, my knee just decided it didn't want to run anymore. And once I sort of started having some physio and I was able to walk normally and I knew that I wouldn't be able to run in the short term, what I didn't want to do was just let my fitness sort of slide and disappear because when you get to when you get to my age it takes a lifetime to get fit and it takes a moment to get unfit and then yeah. I just decided that you know, cycling would be the best way to do that 
be totally low impact on my ankles, my hip, and of course my knee, and um, and that was it. So I think it was like, I think something like the end of May, the third week in May, I started started cycling in earnest. I actually had a couple of bikes, but didn't use them. Um, mm. Went out one day just to test and see what it would be like, and wait for the reaction the next day. There was no reaction the next day, and then that was it. I was often cycling amazing so that answers that question because i was going to ask you that that why it was that you um you took it up and and i think that's pretty impressive so you you had a couple of bikes before so had you ridden like as a kid like just knocking around on a bike but nothing nothing serious or or had you taken it to any particular level no as as a kid I, i used to love i used to love being on my bike in my immediate circle of friends i was the last one to start driving because i was happy going out on my bike and they all drove so I didn't need to drive as well but um yeah I was I was really happy cycling about um I I got the bikes and shortly before I got the bikes I had a football injury where I dislocated my shoulder and then I was just um, confident on going on the bike and then I spoke to a friend of mine who rode a lot and he said you do realize the two most common injuries if you ever come off of a bike was a broken collarbone and a dislocated mm-hmm. shoulder. And yeah. the pain I was in when I dislocated my shoulder, I said, there's no way I'm going through that again. So it's I just went up. And um, yeah, that was, you know, it's a good five years uh, since, I, since I had previously done it. That's fantastic. Honestly, like super impressive. So, so some of you know this because I, I talked about it a bit, but some of you didn't. But we, we got to meet most recently. So I haven't seen you since Iron Apple back in 2000, 2001 with Timmy Magic and Mikey B and probably forgotten, but we were, we were amazed to see you guys performing at the time. Um, and we got to meet at the beginning of August uh, when I'd started the Ride for Unity Outside series, which has gone around the world. And and honestly, like we, we met at Regent's Park and you were off, like you and some of the guys that you were with. And I think it took me three laps of Regent's Park to catch you. And even then, it was still hard to keep up with you. So there's some definite residual engine that you've got in there somewhere because um, that was some pace that you were doing, really. It's it's more, I can assure you, it's more determination than ability. Um, mm. And I kind of, it's one of my, something that I rely on in life quite a lot, you know, determination and drive. Um, and, and that has helped, that's helped me on a bike. And I, and I love cycling and everything mm-hmm. that it's, it's given me so far and everything that it can potentially give me moving forward. But yeah, we, we, we take it seriously. We go on long rides, go on hard rides. Um, where I live in North London, there's loads of hills. So twice a week I go and do hill specific training. So within sort of 10, 11 miles, and this is going to sound a little bit nerdy for everybody who uh, is not a cyclist in the group within 10, 11 miles. I do. I'm now up to about fifteen hundred feet climbed. So that's that's it. You know, that's. Um, but if you don't have thing is because I didn't have two three hours to go and do a thirty five forty miler. I just mm. condense it an hour and just try and put all the work in in a short space of time. Fantastic. We've got DJ LRC. So I've got my mountain bike speedos and slippers on. Um, MB, super inspiring. Carly's clapping for you. And um, there's all sorts of, oh, Pure Heels by me too. Practice makes perfect. Cool. So um, on the subject of love, I've asked everyone that's come on this on this um, chat with me, just what is it, what it is, 
get my words out, what it is about cycling that you particularly love? Like, what is it that kind of captures you, makes you want to go back and, and keep doing it, really? I think initially it was being able to sort of stay fit, at least tick over um, and not cause any more damage. But since then, it's the freedom that I feel when I'm on the bike, the things that I've seen since I've been on the bike. You know, even in even in my immediate area, places that I would never have gone, roads that I've never gone down. Um, I lived in Hackney all, most of my life and went on a ride one Sunday and went through parts of Hackney that I'd never yeah. been through before in my life. Because as a driver, you see the roads in a completely different way. So, you know, I've already been to places that I've never been before because of cycling. Yeah. So it's... It's opened up a whole new a whole new world for me, and like a lot of my friends have started cycling as well. So this is you know it's a it's a brilliant thing. Definitely, definitely, I'm I'm loving that. And again, this is why this is such a, a wonderful thing to be able to do with you because. I can tell people why I love cycling and be like, all right, go stop talking about it. But, you know, you tell them, Viola tells them, Sonia tells them, everyone starts to get a flavour of what's amazing about um, cycling. Um, so when I've looked, not that I stalk your, your Instagram page at all, I don't, I don't, I just had a look. There have been at least a couple of bikes that I've seen. I think it's on top of Muswell Hill. Uh, Ali Paddy. Okay, Ali Paddy. A couple of bikes. They look. They don't look the same. They look a bit different. Given that you started cycling, mate, I, I want. I've been asking this. It's a bit like Top Gear, you know. Like, how many bikes have you now gathered since since May, if I may ask? So I I now own four bikes, but one is that I had before me. Okay. One one of the one of one of the main reasons. Um, so I went to visit my daughter who lives in, um, she lives over by Blackheath up Shooters Hill. So one day, yeah. a nice long ride. And um, this was really early on in my cycling, uh, my new cycling career and decided I was going to go and, go and see her. So got there absolutely fine and then stopped and had a drink and had a chat and had some peanuts. And on the way home, it started getting tough. Anyway, I've got back over Tower Bridge. I've got into Shoreditch, and now the finishing line is quite close. I'm, I, I can feel that. And I, I remember stopping at, um, going through one set of lights, and I saw, and a guy just went past me, whoosh, on his bike. And I was like, what? Being quite competitive and, you know, active and sporty. <laughs> so I tried to kick down a little bit, tried to put that hammer down just to, to catch him up. And I'm thinking, ah... He had a rolling start. I stopped at the lights. He had a rolling start. So that's why he had momentum. I Makes said, cool, no. Makes when sense. we get lights, it's on, isn't it? It's cool. Yeah. So we got to the next lights, and my man just went, he splurted again. And I looked at my bike, and I went, you're going, you're right. <laughs> oh, hilarious. hilarious. And this is why you steadily, because I, I've seen, like, there's, Pictures, um, I think you went up to the Lake District like not so long ago and, and there was this bike that you had with these zip wheels and I was looking at it, I was like, for someone that's just got into this thing, that's you've gone to the upper room, you know, in terms of the sort of tech and bits and pieces that you've got on this thing. Yeah, me and the girlfriend, we went up to um, we went up to, to the Lake District and it's the first time that I've been and there, there is actually a picture, I have very fond memories of the Lake District and some unbelievable scenic rides, but I'm um, a puncher. 
So um, I felt like a real cyclist on a cycling holiday fixing his puncture, which I didn't actually end up fixing because even though I had a spare inner tube, <clears throat> I had the wrong length valve on it. And the, the rims on that bike um, were too deep for to, to connect the pump. So it's a little... It's a little bit of a schoolboy error, but you know, you, you, you had know, all the gear, yeah, all the gear. Oh, fabulous! And when it comes to like, um, you know, any plans to get another bike, are you at your have you are you happy now with what you've got now? Obviously, you need to get some valve extenders or something for the for what you've got, but are you happy with what you've got, or is there are you pining for anything else to add to the fleet at the minute? So, the the tube situation has been sorted. Mm-hmm. So that's one element. Um, I've not got my eyes on any more bikes immediately. I have said to myself that if I do get any more, I need to get rid of one. But I love okay. it. I mean, the three bikes that I've got since lockdown, one of them is a... Um, it's uh, it's what was going to effectively be my winter bike. So it's not a full carbon bike. It's it's got you know carbon forks and alloy frame. But I predominantly bought it because I was going to take when I bought it secondhand. I was going to take the Di2 the electronic um, group set off of it, put it on my other bike. But it had been modified, so it couldn't it couldn't come off. So I ended up in that one. Then buying a new group set for my second bike. Um. And then I saw then I saw the third bike and I was like, you, you can't have it. <laughs> Hilarious. I want to ask people, people that are listening right now, I want to say hi to a few people. But does anyone think that Spoonie is doing extremely well to be able to buy not one, not two, but three bikes in lockdown? Because I don't think you can buy one bike at the moment in lockdown. Anyone anyone got any advance on that? Uh, and while we're waiting for people to <laughs> come through hi now, um, I've got Doug from he's over in the uh on the west coast um, of America, he said the rule for bikes is M plus one always. So whatever you've got, you need one more. Um, Ian Gale, good friend of mine, solid friend of mine. He said that valve extenders are your friend. Carly, my manager, my manager for my, my real life day job, is here and has given us the thumbs up. So that's brilliant. Um, hello, everyone, and, and thanks for joining. So keeping it moving, I know you've got to get ready for something very special, which we'll talk about later on. Uh, keeping it moving, you, given that you've just recently started and you've gone all out with the whole cycling situation, um, is there any advice that you would give to anyone that, because there'll be some people here who are thinking, oh my God, this sounds cool. Like, I, I want to I wanna get on board. Like, is there any advice that knowing now what you know, if you could go back, you'd have, you'd have incorporated in your purchases of bike, equipment, bikes, whatever it be, really? Um, you know, I've been I've been quite lucky in that I've had some really good advice around me. Um, I what would I do differently? I mean, there's not much. There's not. I've not taken many U-turns with regards to bike equipment and and, and bike knowledge. Um, no, I'm I'm trying to think actually. I mean, maybe. And this is going to sound a little bit arsy, but I, I, I should have started cycling earlier in my life. That's, yeah. And I don't say that in a in a regretful way, but yeah. uh, that's it, it. It really is a beautiful thing, and you, you know you ne- you're never too late to start cycling. Um, but everyone's you know people are saying you know where to find a bike. And I know the bike shops were were sold out, and you couldn't find. But I bought all of mine um, secondhand. I bought all of mine from eBay. And I found oh, right. an unbelievable value by doing that as well. 
Brilliant. So yeah. how, how about the sizing of them? Did you did you get any help in terms of knowing what size you were or did you go off the old one that you had? How did you know what to get? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I looked online and I, I knew it was going to be, a, you know, a 54, uh, a 56 centimetre, depending on general configurations, because obviously some have a, a slightly higher top tube, some have a slightly lower bottom bracket. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I was it's got the Lego down. <laughs> I knew I was going to be somewhere in in that kind of um, in that kind of room. So even when I get on the bikes, I can feel that one slightly slightly bigger than the other, but it's fine. There, there is a window you can adjust the seat. Um, you can tilt. You can have a slightly longer or shorter stem. So you can you can make the fit anyway. Okay, eBay is so. Some, we've got someone pop in saying yeah, eBay is a good source. Um, Ian came on here and Gail dropped in and said that bikes are like handbags. You need one for every situation. I couldn't agree more. My wife might think differently, but I couldn't agree more, Ian. So that's a, a good shout there. Good. Now, now switching over to you, Spin, because for me, it's it's lovely to do this and lovely to get the chance to interact with you um, and get to know you a bit more. Um, you're in your house now, is that right? Or you're right. I'm cool. You're at home. So my question to you is, if, if I was to come over to Spoonie's house, I'm not saying I'm around the corner, I'm going to invite myself, what would you bake, what would you cook, or what would you pour me? Like, what, what's your thing? What do people know? If they come to your house, they can expect to get? Um, custard cream biscuits. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> in a cooking, if I'm in a cooking mood, you might yeah. get some amazing saltfish fritters. Fresh and a freshly made juice during during lockdown um one of the things that i really concentrated on was keeping my immune system high and that meant that yeah. I, was, I was making a lot of fresh juices a lot of greens a lot of vegetables um but a lot of spice so i was putting ginger and anyone who follows me on instagram would have seen me adding the secret ingredients of scotch uh bonnet pepper so yeah um, people were uh, but that that was just a, it was just the thing. But it just gave gives the juice a nice little nice little kick. That's brilliant. Finn, yeah, Finley, Finley, Finley Marvin said the best juices in North London. He said he can vouch for them. There you go, Finn. Yeah, I had a bit of a juice off with his dad. Took his dad out. So um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what juice off is, but, but elaborate. What do you do? Juice juice off is you bring your best juice concoction. I bring mine, and we and that's it. And we go at it. And you win the title of the future of the day. So, what 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 would be your 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 special juice? Or, I mean, there might be some secret ingredients, but just in general, what would be in it? So, uh, I've got a couple. I've got I've got a red one that's brilliant, and a green one that's brilliant. The green mm -hmm. one, I have um, celery, cucumber, okay. and spinach with um, green apple, pear, and kiwi. With a little bit of ginger and a little bit of scotch bonnet. Oh, so you put scotch bonnet in the juice? Dutty stinking. <laughs> wow, you put scotch bonnet. That's going to blow someone's head off, but okay, you do it. So, so the, the thing with it is you you obviously do that to taste um, yeah. a little bit because you don't want it to overpower, but you just want it to give a little at the end. So again, the, the, the more you get used to the taste, the more scotch bonnet you can put in there. Similar like ginger. All right, fair enough. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where I'm through. I have to be completely honest with you. you. You lost me at celery because for me, like I eat everything, but celery is the one thing. Apparently, you lose more calories from eating it than 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 you actually gain from it. And I just never understood that. So it was off my list. But 
you, you got me back. You got me back. So I'd love to try that sometime. So the funny thing is, I know some people love, you know, they have celery with various dips. And I don't like celery mm. like But when I have celery in the juices and when it's like mixed with green apple and the pear, it tastes beautiful. It really does come alive. Okay, well, we, we will revisit. If anyone, if anyone's got any advance on that juice, let pop it in the chat. Let us know. And if you've got any questions as well, let us know. I think we we keeping it moving and keeping it flowing. Um, so now I know that you like a juice off. I never knew there was such a thing as a juice off, but I now know I might start to get my juice off game going. Um, is there one thing that you could share with us that most people wouldn't know about Spoonie? Like something that? Wow. Um, one thing about me, you could have warned me of this question, right? What can I tell you that? Um, no, I, I, I said we should do a dry run. You were like, this is my job coach. So I was like, let's go, let's do it. So this, this is an interesting one. When I was, um, I was about 15, I used to go to this Sunday evening uh, event with my friends. And one night they decided that they were going to have a, uh, the, from the following week, they were going to run a DJ competition. And at the time I'd already started I'd already started DJing and my mates absolutely drove me mad. Said, you got to do it. you got to do it. you got to do it. Anyway, under the peer pressure, I accepted and I went and, and, and into this competition. It was over two weeks and I got to the final and the two finalists got to perform at the club night that we used to go. It was rammed. It was like, it was the number one spot in the And um, went and entered this competition and came came second. I came runner up. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing with that is is that I, I, looking back, not winning inspired me to work harder, practice more at what I was at what I was doing and trying to do. And yeah. uh, here I am. You are. That's fabulous. And um, you know, I think that is a, a nice sort of time. People are are reacting. There's a lot. I don't know if you could see it on your side, but there are lots of hearts popping off on the side. Hear a lot of love flowing um, from this. Um, DJ LRC1, you are killing me right now. Every time I look down, you're, you're trying to make me laugh. He's got, I put Sam Miguel on my juice. I don't know if you know who DJ LRC1 is. Ignore LRC. Now, you're a very good DJ from the north of England that I actually met, I, I met virtually during lockdown because he's uh, he always tuned into my Spoonies House streams. So um, there's there's a few of them on there. There's a, there's a, a particular crew they go everywhere. They are my band of travelling men and women. Brilliant. Also, Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, Insta Platinum crew. Who are going to so, become the Twitch crew? Brilliant. So I won't, won't say that, that, that you're the Pipe Piper because we're not we're not going there because there's the connotations. But what, what I said was true. Where, where you play, people do follow, and, and you've got a lot of engagement and love that follows you. So it's brilliant. Um, the thing that I did want to touch upon next, actually, was is rather belatedly. And literally just today, I got to catch uh, the 50 BBE um, show that you did, which was on YouTube. And that got me through the day. So when I wasn't on my team's calls and chatting to people and stuff with work, um, I had that pumping in the background. And can you just tell us a bit about that? Because what was the inspiration for it and, and why did you decide to do it? Because some people may not have seen it, but if you haven't, 50 BBE, look it up on YouTube. But tell us a bit about that, if you don't mind. So the, the thing with that, Kofi, is that... Um at the start of the year, um, I, I knew I was going. I was having a massive anniversary in June. Um, I was starting to get my head around what I would do to prepare. It was going to look something like two or three days golf in Mallorca, 
one or two days in Ibiza. Um, the Friday night would have been dinner with, um, you know, the right type family and friends. And then the Saturday night would have been a party. And that would have mm-hmm. been my whole. And then COVID came along and then I was a little bit stuck. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, we started doing the live streams at, at the end of March. And then I decided that I wanted to do something sort of just a little bit bigger than a party online. Um, I say just a party online. And then started thinking that actually how nice it, it would be to, for my 50th birthday celebration, to actually celebrate people who I think have demonstrated what it's like to be black, British and excellent that have done that through my lifetime. So then I just went into the phone and started ringing around a whole host of people that I know personally, me, and got them all to come down and perform and chat and play music and laugh and share experiences. And that became, that became 50, 50 BBE. And, um, it was a, it was a, it was an opportunity for me after, you know, over 20 years, nearly 25 years of doing this professionally to say thank you to people that inspired me growing up, the likes of Robbie G and Ian Wright, um, people who I worked alongside, like Norris Boss Windross, Martin Stephen, Mikey B from the Dream Team, and then some some of the newer people who I've been absolutely bowled over by as a as a as a more adult man in Akala and Reggie Yates and Jamsu over and Koji Radical, um, all of these guys came down and done their thing. You know, Tiny Temper, of course, who was absolutely brilliant and fantastic on the day. So, you know, and then I also got to sit down and have a chat with um, Baroness Doreen Lawrence. And the thing that, the, the, the reason why I'm going to give Doreen a very special mention is that what she typifies and what she's always typified to me is how, how graceful under... I cannot even imagine what it must be like, not only to lose a child, but to lose a child in the circumstances she has lost a child. And the way that she has conducted herself um, through adversity, without exception, it's an absolute beacon to us all. So to be able to sit down uh, with her and, and, and actually talk about Stephen in a light that we don't often hear Stephen spoken about as a young man and what music he was into because it was a, a, generally a music event. Um, so it, it was a fantastic experience. And one, when I look back, it will be, you know, one of the greatest birthday presents that I've ever received, being able yeah. to share a stage with, with people like that. No, it was, it was, it was epic. Um, and awesome. And, and one, I'm, I'm killing myself or kicking myself for sleeping on, but like, um, yeah, Ian, Ian's come in and said it inspirational. I've had some comments as well. Catherine, Catherine Kilpatrick, who I work with, amazing, amazing individual. She's put 50 and lots of question marks. You don't look it. So, wow. Um, good, like I said, good lighting. Good lighting, though. You're doing very, very well. Um, and on, on the fact around music, like for me, you know, growing up and listening to garage music as, as I was, I know you've transcended that. That's that's you, but you do lots of other stuff because I think I caught you on the Radio 2 show the other day when you were driving up to Manchester to go and play on that and you do lots of stuff. But for me, there's something about music that has this power to move people um, and, and maybe take them to a different place. When, when you now have the cycling, and you also have the history of music. Are there any sort of synergies or parallels that you have between the two at all? Um, 
I mean, they, they both offer a, a escapism in in a in a different way. Um, cycling in the great outdoors, music. My relationship with with music and the relationship that I've always had with music means that it's it's different to me. I I get lost inside the music quite often, and anyone that's watched the streams uh, would have seen me disappear um, <laughs> on on occasion. Um, yeah. I disappear into the music and. They, they, they both give that in, in slightly different ways, I'd say, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. No, that's, that's amazing to hear. And I think just coming back to 50BB, I think I want, I want your phone book, like, so I could just call the people you called and just have them come to my party. Because I've got a big one coming up in December myself, actually, um, the 40th. So you know, maybe we could, we could talk, we could talk and maybe you could hook me up with something there. But um, I think it's phenomenal that you use the platform that you've got, not to think just about yourself, but I guess really showcasing the amazing things that, you know, everyone here will know, but that people um, can see that, you know, black British people can achieve um, in their careers. So from for myself and for everybody else, like, thank you so much for putting that on. It was, uh, it was a lot. It was great to see. Um, now, talking of inspiration, as I said, you've inspired me a lot being young and mischievous and listening to garage music. And I still do. I play in my car. I've got a tape player in there. When I take the kids to school, they're like, Dad, what's going on? And I'm just like, love that. I've got a tape player. It's not going. It's a bit of a vintage car. I just, it's, and it just gets me ready for the day. I think when we messaged earlier and I was like, my day starts off right. I played my garage on the way to school, on the way back to, from school. It, it moves me. Um, are there a couple of people that be it cyclist or general people, apart from Doreen, who you know you've touched upon, which I think is really poignant and, and timely, um, that have given inspiration to you and made you feel like being more the person that you are today or helped you on your journey in some way at all? I mean, the I, mean, I have to give a special mention uh, to my mum. My mum brought me and my younger brothers up virtually on our own all of our lives. Um, times were very different back then. Mm-hmm. And- it's funny because even still, I mean, my mum passed away five years ago, but I'm still very much living um, her ideas and her ideals and, and, and have maybe refined or tweaked them ever so slightly. But the foundation of how I think and go about things are largely based on on, on my mum and her ethos of trying to make the most out of everything that you've got and, mm. you know, I'm smiling now because she always she always said that um, when you just because we're poor it doesn't mean we have to look it and that was her reasoning why we always had to you know wash and iron our shirts and we used to have to soak and hand wash our shirts before they went into the washing machine yeah. our shoes always had to be clean cleaned our shoes after school every day so you know just because we're poor it doesn't mean that we have to look it which is it's it's one that makes me smile every time I, I think it. Um, and it, you know, it's just another one of those little nuggets that you yeah. take away. It's, that's that has definitely stuck because you know many people will be here and 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 agree with this. But whenever I've seen you be on TV, be on your live shows that you stream, whatever, immaculate—that's the word I use. Immaculate. It really doesn't mess around with his presentation. So that's obviously something that's that's transcended. And onto you personally, like you talked about refining some of the things that your mum has taught you and. Um, what have you, but do you have like a motto for life that you go by, that you live by, um, that kind of like your guiding principle, your compass, you know, that, that you'd share with us? 
I, I most I most probably have a few. Um, you know, if anyone that knows me, I'm a kind of, you know, I'm a nugget for an analogy. I, I love, uh, I, I love an evening. There are just, you know, there's just there's a lot of them, and I, I think a lot of that is, if I'm honest, just born from not having much growing up and having to find a way to compete, having to find a way to achieve and to get on. Because by the time I actually arrived at the school gates, I had already done so much more. And I knew I most probably would have done so much more than, than my contemporaries and my peers in the sense of actually just getting to school that morning. But I had to do that just to be in the game. And in, in, in a funny way, you know, and it, you hear a lot with the Black Lives Matter movement and people speaking about how unfair the system and the society is, that even at that that age, I was aware of it, but it wasn't it wasn't my sole driver because I knew that we were disadvantaged anyway, but we had to get on. And I wasn't looking for um, an excuse. Um, mm. I was all for a reason to try and give myself those reasons. And I think... That's you know, there's another one that I just spoke spoke about. You know, not looking for an excuse, find yeah. the reason. That's me, um, and then maybe that's what's you know. When I went to work, you know, I had an excellent track record at work. When I made the transition from um, working nine to five to being a professional DJ, and you know, at the time, it was people who said they wanted to DJ it was largely because they didn't want to go and do a normal job but I was absolutely happy doing my normal job and I think I took um a lot of my a lot of professionalism from having a nine-to-five into into the DJ career and I back then I, I said that I might not be the best DJ and I'm, someone might out DJ me but no one was gonna out professional me so if it was gonna come down to drive determination focus and endeavor I'm going to at least match everybody else. And that, that's, that's stood me, that's stood me in good stead. Amazing. I think Has Pix has just dropped in. I have to speak on it. She said we need, or has, I can't see male, female, how you assign her, but we need Spoonie in schools, um, which is something that I definitely um, second. And, I, you know, we drive for unity. And I think, thank you so much for sharing that. There's so many like nuggets, like you said, that are in there that, I think I'll, when I play this back and really digest it, I'll, I'll reflect on. But but you see that I think that drive and that work ethic that you've um, put in from a young age has seen you through, and that probably is why you know over three decades you're still where you are because you you're not letting up, you know, in terms of the work that you're you're, you're doing. So um, that's brilliant. Um, what I did want to say was about representation. So for me, like the idea of this Rife Unity series, um, Rife Unity platform, it, it really started for me when George Floyd died. I was like, I need to do something to make a difference, to make a positive impact, because I think there's more that someone else is worth, but more that brings us together or unites us and divides us as people. And, and when I was looking on social media, a lot of what I saw was uncomfortable, was quite dis divisive, if I can say that. And I thought, you know, being from a massive multicultural family, why don't I do something that pulls people together and um, allows us to benefit from the camaraderie that you find on the road as a cyclist. Certainly I found on the road as a cyclist. In your experience, when you've been out riding, have you found the community of cyclists quite warm and welcoming? Or what's, I guess, what's your experience been really is the question. It's been, it's, it's been golden. It, it really has been, um, 
it's been it's been fantastic. Honestly, I think the cycling community is such a is such a loving one. That's why I think the actual the sport of cycling it it needs to be more proactive in encouraging people um, from all different walks of life to get into the sport because it's not very welcoming from the outset. But more to the fact of once people do get involved, people will love it, and the people who are in it absolutely love it. But it's just Typically, when you turn on the TV and you see cycling, um, you don't see any black people. Um, it's true. You know? Yeah. And so on that topic of representation, like my plan is, and you've, you've seen maybe some of these, um, but I try and interview and talk to a wide range of cyclists, male, female, just across the spectrum of colour as well, because I think that, like I said, we all come in different sexes, shades, sizes, shapes, all of that good stuff. For you, like you talked about representation there. Like, How important is that to you, do you reckon, in terms of people thinking, like, I want to do cycling because I see, well, DJ Spoon, if you're doing it, I guess most people are doing it because it's, it's cool, but how important is that? Um... <laughs> no, it's... Listen, it's, it's huge, right? So, I mean, we could look at all different walks of life. I know yeah. that if um, any young boys and girls, black boys and girls from inner cities around the country or wherever can hear me on national radio, they'd go, he sounds like me, he looks like my cousin, he looks like my brother, um, I can go and do what he's doing. When I watch football, the more people that look like you, the more you're going to be into it. So it then begs the question, you know, when we don't see lots of black lawyers or black accountants or black judges, do we shy away from those professions because we don't we, we don't see our own or we don't think we can get to those positions because mm. we're kind of leading the way. And it's not an exact science and it's not 100% factual, but it definitely will help um, inspire some others. There'll be some people that are very good at there might have been a young kid who was good at football and even better at cycling, but whenever he turned the TV on and he never saw any black professional cyclists, he went where he would feel more comfortable, where he yeah. saw that people like him. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, on, on that subject, like, I think it translates across everything. I'd, I'd take nothing away from it being, you know, I was talking about black people because that's, that's definitely true and poignant. When I look at it, I also think about it from the female perspective as well. So I've got the three kids. You might, I should have warned you, sometimes they just will come in and do nothing. That's right. I've got two daughters and a son. And for me, I think it's about, you know, for females as well, like to see role models and to say, why can't I do that? Why can't I be involved? And I think it goes across the whole spectrum. Like if if you can capture everything and everyone can see and get a sprinkling of hope because are they... Do it and they look a bit like why can't I then then in that way you know you encourage people to unleash their talents and I think for me personally that was why I put a post out actually on on the sad passing of Chadwick Boseman that was why that was particularly sad for me because seeing Black Panther back in I think 2018 when it came out I left that cinema feeling like like I was up here because I love Marvel anyone who knows me knows I love the Avengers series I love Iron Man, I love Thor, but coming out of Black Panther, seeing a black dude, more handsome than my good self, but a black dude smashing it, being such a leader, seeing women like absolutely kicking butt, I was just like buoyed. And I thought, you know, maybe that helped me be a better version of myself. I don't know if you got that same feeling when, if if you've watched it, did you get that same sort of feeling watching that movie if you've watched it? Yeah, I I did, 100%. I mean, I already already had a, a black superhero who didn't wear a cape. 
my mum. But I know that the stuff that she did was was real life superhero stuff. But absolutely for for Hollywood for the world to see you know virtually a black cast, um, black powerful women as well. That was really important. That to, you know some of the the, the the role that the women had in in that film was was fantastic. And actually in 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 our culture in the Caribbean in Africa as well, you know black women they are the matriarch. They Often are the ones. You know, they are. They are. They are. <laughs> but my mum was fit. Like, don't don't twist it. I'm quite cool and smiley. But my mum, my mum was a firecracker of the highest order and degree. Don't you know? I've seen um, go for men that way. <laughs> Do you know? What I mean? yeah, I mean, that that takes me back to a story actually. Um, so Christopher Strickland, Creed Up. Um, he's over again in the west coast of America. He was telling the story on his Instagram about how. He was late home and he was with his best mate and he told his best mate to punch him in the face just so that he could tell his mum that he got beat up because he didn't want what was going to come to him if he got there. So yeah, that, that kind of relates. But it's really, I'm just mindful. I know you've got to get ready for some stuff. So I want to keep keep it flowing. Keep, we've got some lovely comments coming through. Um, have you seen anything you wanted to talk about? Actually, so there's a, there's a message here from a Monument HQ. Um it's a cycling channel, which I just started following the other day. Um, and he says, the value of seeing relatable role models in cycling is so important. Cycling as an industry needs to take a long, hard look at itself to work out where it is and where it should be. Now, what, what's interesting about that? And Monument, I'm, I'm not sure what your name is, and I, I doubt it's Monument, but thank you for that message. I think that there's companies, industry that have found themselves in there's, there's two places, there's two ways. There's there's the, the side where we know what's going on and we don't want that sort in here. And then there's the others that, right, what can we do to make this situation better? And I don't think cycling as a sport um, has made that decision, but what it does need to do, like I said earlier, is be a little bit more proactive um, in encouraging and getting everybody on a bike. I mean... It will be amazing for the cycling industry, let alone the top level of sport. And, you know, if, if if black people are able to excel in sport, and this, I don't want to marginalise our contribution, the contributions we can have to our world and society. But if black people have demonstrated excellent in sports over all of the years, then why not let's see what they can be like on a bicycle. And... Yeah. But the, the sport of cycling then becomes richer. And I think one of what makes football the richest sport, and I don't mean in terms of money, I mean multicultural is what makes football the richest sport in the world is that everybody plays it. Everybody can play it. It's not polo. Do you know what I mean? We're not F1. That's <laughs> true. Football. You, you can be you can play in your own football pitch in your garden. Or yeah, on the street, wherever. Behind the flats with an old ball and you might even be kicking a can about um, between two cones or whatever it might be. And that is why football is the biggest sport in the world, I think, because it appeals to everybody. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, that is an amazing vision because, 
yeah, I think if, if we could get cycling to that place, I mean, it would be a massive, massive boom because there are the physical benefits, there are the well, mental well-being benefits. There's the camaraderie that like I've struck up, and you probably the same as well, struck up conversation with all sorts of weird and wonderful people because you're just on a bike and they're on a bike and suddenly you're just like, hey, you like bikes, I like bikes. Let's talk with, with pals. There's no, you know, married, you know, it's it done. We're in. Um Good stuff and i think that's that's great and i think really inspirational thoughts around what can be done for the future so let's hope hopefully right for unity can be a part of that journey to encourage more participation and other other channels monument or whoever else wants to be on board um so back to the cycling back to so, cycling go on. just the cycling we can also um we could also give a massive shout out to to manny from the uh from bcn the black cyclist network who is absolutely waging a one-man campaign uh, not against the sport but towards bringing more diversity into the sport um so a big shout going out to manny and anyone who's a member of bcn i'm late mm. to the park absolutely on the dance floor do you know what i mean yeah oh, brilliant always always now manny is a, a great character we've we've been talking for a while Busy, busy, busy guy. I mean, the following that he's got with BCN and, and what he's been able to do with the number of group rides and his big plans as well for uh, having a pro team of, his, yeah. of, of their own um, are testament to, you know, his determination and his his drive as well. So, yeah, definitely a shout out to uh, to Manny and, and keep flying the flag because it's, it's great. It's a light that other people can see and, and hopefully be attracted by like, like moths, really. Um, so I wanted to touch upon your future plans for cycling because seeing you in the Lake Districts, We've seen you at Ali Pali with the bike. Lockdown to one side. Where does the future take you to cycling? Have you got any places in the world that you'd love to cycle um, that you've already booked to cycle? I don't know. Not not booked anywhere yet. I, I want to, in the not-too-distant future, um, go take the bike to Amsterdam, take the bike to Paris. I've heard that Belgium's lovely. Mallorca is one of my favourite places in uh, mainland Europe. The, take the bike and do a bit of golf and do a bit of cycling as well. There's a couple of climbs out there that I want to embark on. Um, I'm in discussions to set up a um, a bike business, um, a cycling business, like a cycling hub. Um, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. So just, just looking for location because the location um, – is going to be very important to, to to what we're trying to do. So yeah, I'm, I want to really get into um, into the into the world of cycling and try I and didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, no. so when you gave that analogy about how you've been bitten by the bug, bug and you're like, you mean it? I mean, wow, that's like, what is it? Three months in and like this is four months in now um, going into business. Well, look, I look forward to following that journey because I think. With the hard work, the dedication that you put in, the, the work ethic that you've got, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, it's not even I think, I'm pretty sure that whatever you turn your hand to is is going to be successful, really. So what about onto the music side of things? Because I know a lot of your fans here are, are music afficondos and followed you for a long time. What's what's coming next for Spoonie um, in terms of the musical side of things? Um, I mean, in the immediate future, 8 o'clock tonight, um on Twitch TV, on Instagram until it kicks us off, on Facebook until it kicks us off. I'm going to be doing Spoonie's House live stream. Um, and I've got, you know, 90% of the original um, cast back together, maybe for one night only. So we did a stream, um, I think March the 20th was the date. And it was the Friday before lockdown started on the Monday. Um, mm -hmm. I'm back. 
tonight. So the guys are making their way over to my house, Master Steps, DJ Pioneer, oh Onyx Stone. We're going to have a three-hour back-to-back session beating up this part of North London with music. So I'm really looking forward to that. I've actually missed it. Um, it was, you know, I've received some of the messages that I've received through lockdown, people that kind of set their diaries to come and to come and join join in the show. But it was, I don't know, I'll look back and realise how much I received from doing those streams, the energy that I was, the positive energy, the love that I was getting from people. And even most of the time I was stuck you know, 11 hours, 11 hours a week in my, in the smallest room in the house, I never felt, I never felt alone. Yeah. So everybody that ever watched one minute of a stream, everybody that, anybody that sent a message, um, whether it be publicly or privately, thank you so much because that really did put um, warm air beneath my wings and gave me the energy to keep doing it. And we were helping each other to help each other to help each other. And that's, that's what I from it. Do you know what I mean? No, that's, that is fantastic. And I think um just have to say thank you for that because it, it's been a lot. You know, there's still sad stuff happening on a all too frequent basis around the world. And there's a lot of uncertainty about the future, economically, mentally, physically, you know, all of that stuff is going on. And I think you touched upon it, like music can offer escapism. I honestly cannot tell you how much I can't wait to get to a venue and hear some live music, be it recorded and played by a DJ or to see some of my favourite artists perform because that it just takes you somewhere. It takes you somewhere. It allows you to forget your worries, whatever's going on in your head. Um, so definitely for me, I'm gonna, I, after this, I'm going to jump down, do the family time, do some dinner, all that stuff with the kids. Um, but I'll be tuned in to hear um, what you've got there. Um, Quick thought that I had, actually. So with Ride for Unity, there's three ways that we try and increase participation. So we've got this, which is the chat. We've got Wednesday is Ride for Unity Day. If you know about that, you can be part of it by joining the Strava Club, which I know you are a member of. And we do a swift indoor cycling ride. And I thought, I thought, and this is just an idea, maybe it might be talk to your people. It'd be awesome to have you either join the Swift ride with us or produce a soundtrack for the Zwift ride. So while people are getting sweaty and we're normally chatting on Zoom or whatever, there could be a little Zwift Spoonie edition soundtrack playing in the background. What do you think? We could come back to it, but just put now they're live on it. No, no, no pressure. I'm smiling because actually that that's going to be two things we're going to do. I'm, I've, I've not bought my, um, I've not bought my turbo yet, but okay. I will get one and I absolutely will do your playlist. And that is going to be a part of the business that I spoke to you about. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. partner. Come on, talent partner. Come on, let's do this thing. Brilliant, brilliant. You know, this is, again, we, I mean, cycling indoors and DJing at home is something that four or five months ago we would have been like, what on earth are you talking about? But yeah. it's a part of, it's going to be a part of the future. It might not be all of the future, but yeah. cycling with your friends without leaving your home is going to be saying that we we can do and we will do so let's let's definitely like as i say when we do the zwift rise we have zoom running and so people can and we have people from all over the world america australia south africa we just joined talk nonsense about bikes talk absolute nonsense about bikes encourage each other with nutrition all this sort of stuff but i think to do one where we've got some music going on have you join us as well once you get the turbo trainer um that would be amazing so look, thank you for being a good sport Hookups for turbo trainers. You you need some hookups for turbo. Oh yeah, we could we could sort that out. 
people put some suggestions in. What turbo trainer, smart turbo trainer should Spoonie get? If anyone got some suggestions, we'd definitely love to see those. The tax is leading is leading the opinion at the moment in my head. Okay, tax. Any advance on that? Let's see if we've got some. I don't know if you can see anything popping off. There's an um, there's a there's an Italian one as well. I I, I want to get the one that can go up to twenty degrees climbing. You're not messing around. Yeah, I'm a hill. <laughs> you know, I, I try I try and eat the fourteen degree ones for breakfast, so I need a twenty. Oh my goodness! You, we need to get you down there where I am in Beckenham. There's um, if you know about it, there's Chalk Pit Lane, which I think is about nineteen percent, and it's got this silly sign that says "slow" before you hit it, which I I don't understand how they think you're going to be doing anything about that. But you got to come down here and check that one out. Um, so we've got Kicker, Wahoo, Kicker, um, Cold Dark North. I I think it's Toby. Um, preparing for the Lakes Pro. It's brilliant. Aquaba Yoga, shout out, 20 degrees. I think that's his hand on his head um, there. So, okay, we've got a few. Can I can I just say that um, in the lakes, we, there was one that was actually 20, I'm sure it, it went up to like 22 or 23. Standard, cool. I was it, That was all right. Had that. Got that. Okay. All right. It's, I mean, it's average. It peaked at that. Just wow. wanted to well, the project store have said, get some rollers like me. So um, before I got the turbo that my, my friend Stuart has, has loaned me, the Wahoo kicker, um, I was doing it on rollers because I never was an indoor cyclist. I was always outdoors, commute to work, loved it on the weekends. And I got some rollers. And I, once we were doing this sort of swift thing, I was pedaling away, Zoom, people around the world, and I fell off the rollers, crashed into the table, computer went flying. Um, How did you in your house? How did I crash? In your house. How did I crash? Well, the rollers, you don't hold on to anything. You're just like, it's like a treadmill when you put the bike on it. Wow. Okay, yeah. it's not the like, same. If you want to borrow, I can I run them up to you. No worries. <laughs> Grand. Well, just, just keeping a quick eye on time, you know, after I think an hour we get cut off and I know you've got to get ready for Spoonie's house. I think you've been absolutely amazing. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. Is there anything that you wanted to add, maybe a quick shout out or anything like that before we, we close? No, just just other to, to say, you know, congratulations. Um, keep keep inspiring. I mean, I heard about you before I met you and we met when I came down to do your to do your ride. And, you know, you've always got to, you've always got to be thinking about inspiring people that you might not ever meet. And I think that's how we change the narrative i think that's how we break the cycle it's what you're doing it's what manny's doing if i can if i can lend any of my notoriety to help you guys to help the sport of cycling and i'm not just talking about black cyclists i'm talking about the sport of cycling which i think we have a massive role to, to play in that then i will yeah. use any contacts help experience um that right. i can just, thank you so much just see people doing their thing and doing it right, thank you and just like that, we ran out of time. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Look forward to catching up with you soon.